0: In today's episode, we discuss the rite and ritual of spring cleaning. Set your spray bottles to maximum cleanage, true believers. Another lemony, fresh episode. You're not my father is here. Welcome back to You're Not My Father, the best family friendly podcast from Alaska in this side of Anchorage, the sunniest side of Anchorage. I'm your host, Thomas Brando Greenman. Every week we share fatherly advice, humor, insights, and interviews to help you help yourself and your family. So if you don't have a father, you need a supplemental one, or just need some really good wisdom, well then this podcast is made just for you. So kick back and relax. And don't forget, positivity is contagious. And if you're thinking about it, please subscribe to our podcast so you can get notified when new episodes drop and you'll make us all really happy. Like seriously happy. All with one just little click. And I'd also like to thank all of our listeners. Y'all are all all amazing and we do what we do just for you. So without further ado, let's uh, do something. Today's show is totally not sponsored by Mr. Clean, but man, I'm looking forward to being a great looking bald guy who can clean the crap out of my house and look good wearing all white. Oh, and have a tan and also rock an earring. So if you've got disposable income and you want to dispose of it with us via the form of advertisement or sponsorship, please leave a comment for us at our new website, YNMFshow.com. Thank you, true believers, for believing in me and our little podcast. If you record it, they will listen. It's kind of like that saying by Wayne Gretzky. You miss 100% of the shots, you don't take. It do be like that. People aren't waiting to give you something. You've got to go after it. Unless you're looking for old tree branches or old chandelier. I mean, I'll probably drop it off at your house. So call me. But speaking of junk... It's that time of year where we all tend to feel a pull towards cleaning your living space and getting rid of things. After all, you've been inside for most of the winter. You've made enough instant pot chili, collected enough sauce packets from Taco Bell, watched all the Netflix you can, and now desperately searching for more entertainment. Your windows haven't opened up since the last time you burned something in the kitchen, and maybe you haven't seen green grass in six months. Wait, did I just list out my winter? In my defense, I didn't burn that thing in the kitchen. I totally promised I wouldn't say anything about it. But uh, anyway, so you want to do the spring cleaning thing, eh? Well, we've got a great perspective on how you to do that. It's kind of like our little quick guide to spring break. I mean, cleaning. And if it was spring break, I'd recommend, um, well, never mind. So <laughs> the first thing that I like to do is, um, is to donations. So this is where we start off with. So I'm looking to declutter, get rid of things I haven't used in the past year, and hopefully find some place for those things to live, you know, someone else that can use them. And so I'm talking clothes, pots and pans, kitchen utensils you don't use anymore, kids things that maybe they've grown out of, or don't use anymore. And to clarify, this is not just your living, well actually, I'm sorry, it is your living space. The other stuff like garages or storage areas, we'll talk about that later. That's much later. But anyway, we take these donations to Goodwill. But honestly, there's other plenty of worthy places out there that'll take donations, and they're for a good cause. But I kind of stress this. No need to get it all done in one day or one weekend. For us, we usually take a week or two and make several passes through several rooms. And so I don't make the mistake of trying to pack everything up anymore or fold it just right and everything has to be perfect. The local Goodwill doesn't really care about that. I mean, they uh, they don't sort these things out right then and there and just stick them up on the shelves. So they typically go to a distribution center. They get sorted there and then they're sent to various different other places. So you're pretty unlikely to have your clothes show up on... Somebody else in your neighborhood. Although I have heard of that happening. Um, I like to put things in garbage bags. Or cardboard boxes. I think either is just fine. I just want to be considerate when I drop them off. And help the staff out. In getting them out of our vehicle. And into whatever bins or whatever they have. Unless they don't allow it. Some places are kind of like that. But most likely I'll, I'll get a receipt. You can fill out what you know, what your estimated value of that stuff was. Um, you can use that to file your taxes with, which in most cases nowadays, they kind of limit charitable donations. So uh, unless you're itemizing things, um, which I would probably recommend that you don't, unless a verified tax advisor tells you to. Um, they Some of those forms even have like a little discount on it. So you can go into Goodwill and buy something. So you can get rid of some stuff and you can go get some more stuff. Way to go savings. So I'll also keep some things at the back of my truck and drop them off either before work or after work. For me, it's out of the house, one step closer to finding a great new home. Now, if you're lucky to have a garage or storage area, you've got two paths you can attack this with. And I stress (laughs) two, because I really only see that there's two. The first one, you can organize and sort your stuff into bins or areas. Not bad, not bad. Second one, <laughs> you can cherry pick all the stuff on top and take that out to donate and leave the rest for another time. Now, I always recommend and want to do the first one, but totally end up doing the latter. It's just how it goes most times. So, typically with a garage, I saved that for a separate special project as in like it's beyond spring cleaning. It's a garage event and those things can be pretty cool, but let's keep moving on. Here's another big one. Maintenance. (laughs) I'm going to say it like an English teacher, maintenance, aluminium (laughs) or whatever you want to call it maintenance. So I know that doesn't sound like cleaning, But honestly, it really is. I mean, you're going to make a mess most likely doing maintenance in your house. So what I say is say, leave the major clean until afterwards. Now, if you've got a house or a condo, you've got a lot of work to do. Um, But if you're a renter, you probably have your maintenance done for you. So congratulations. You can probably skip this step. But it helps to have an idea of what to do. And I'll tell you why. So when we bought our first house, it was about six years ago, very much a starter house. We couldn't find the house that we wanted specifically, especially in our area. So it ended up being an older house, but it was pretty comfy. And as it was, it was cute. Um, so there were some newer things in it, and, uh, but there were some older ones. Yeah, there was kind of a lot of work to to maintain that. And we definitely went into it without really knowing what needed to be done until something broke or messed up and we had to fix it and more often than not it was kind of one of those cases where somebody would tell us well if it was properly maintained it would have worked just fine and you wouldn't have had this problem and so from my perspective every house every place needs maintenance no matter what it's just a fact of life um even a new place and so just like your body You you need to take care of it. And so the school thought when it comes to maintenance is either you can do it yourself or you can hire someone else to do it for you. So, case in point, (laughs) when I say case in point, I mean today, case in point. Um, This weekend we had a breaker trip in our kitchen and we were able to fix it uh, one time that had happened before. It was right, right after we moved in. Um, basically where we were running too much stuff in the kitchen and everything tripped and we had to go flip the, uh, the uh, breakers on and off. And there was one little switch that I'd, I'd hit and somehow or another it ended up working. I think it was a GFI outlet. Now, as a DIYer, um, I was all set to tackle this because we couldn't resolve it this time. Um, we just couldn't figure it out. And so I'm not the best DIYer, but I, but I feel that if I can do it and do it at a reasonable cost, I'm for it. Now, I don't mind buying tools to do these things as long as I'll get some use out of them later. Um, like for example, we had a, uh, a block sewer line and I could have gone out and bought some big mechanical snake and whatever, but it would have been like a one trick pony. It wouldn't have gotten used, um, Plus, in retrospect and talking to the the professionals we hired to come out and do it, um, people can mess up their drains with stuff like that or get something stuck. So anyway, I wasn't going to do that this time. Um, But what I did do in the beginning was um, I have some electrical testers, like some uh, voltage testers, line testers. And something else I recommend, actually I recommend these both. So the first one's a line tester, it's a pin tester. And basically if you wave it in a socket or you can even stick it in one end of the socket, it'll tell you if power is there or not. Super, super recommend this. If you're gonna do anything electricity, have one of these. The other one is an outlet tester. And so you can plug it in and it'll tell you whether it's wired correctly and it's working correctly. Um, you can also trip the GFI outlet, some other neat things, really kind of cheap, but really good. Now in my recommendation, I would get like the 25 and $30 versions. I know it sounds expensive, but I had the cheap ones and they, one of them, I just had to keep replacing the battery every time. And that was upsetting. So I got some good ones and, uh, I didn't mind that. And, um, I figured it was kind of time for an upgrade. So I went and got another electric outlet because I figured one of them might have had a GFI issue. So let's just say I made some smart choices in what I did, but in in retrospect, I couldn't resolve it. So I made the second best choice by calling a professional, to take a look at it. So it ended up being this generator hookup that was right next to our breaker box that had a switch that was kind of turned off. Now, In reality, whenever my wife went down there to flip the breakers, uh, (laughs) there was a bunch of stuff and something probably fell up against it and turned it off. And that's what the problem was. But we didn't know that. The electrician didn't know that up until like two or three hours later. Um, It was just not a common scenario. Not for us and not for them. Uh, So it was a slightly expensive lesson, but it, it ended well enough. So for us, keeping notes, updating a house maintenance journal, sending yourself an email with the hashtag house maintenance or whatever, um, it's a way you can kind of keep track of this type of stuff. Um, and that way, if something goes wrong, you've got a reference to it. Lesson learned. Now, you know, hiring professionals can be expensive, as you probably already well aware of. But sometimes it's really cheaper in the long run. So let's suppose you watch a couple of YouTube videos and you half ass the job. Now, you could set yourself way back way more money than if you hired a, a professional in the first place. It's okay to D.I. try the DIY, but know when to say when if something's over your head. Step back and don't go off the deep end. Call for help. Now, don't worry. I won't think bad of you. As a matter of fact, I'll be proud of you. Way to go and doing the right thing. Now all DIY maintenance is not rocket science though. You might be surprised by how simple some things are. So like replacing air filters, that's surprisingly pretty easy, even though it's dirty. Now breaking out a shop vac and vacuum all the hair and dust from underneath the refrigerator or the heating coils, um, maybe even the, the dishwasher too. Um, these are pretty easy, very effective, You know, keeps the equipment up and running. Um, and by the way, if you don't have a really good shop vac, it's an amazing tool for so many things. Now, if you get a model that can suck up water, that's very handy, super handy in lots of different scenarios. I couldn't, we could go into all the things that a shop vac can, can do, but, um, it really is, uh, if if there's a a list of you're not my father approved must haves, if you're going to have a house (laughs) or condo. Have a shop vac. Now, there's other great YouTube videos out there that show up maintenance for specific areas like kitchens or bathrooms. My advice, find a few and watch. Spend some time. Spend 20 or 30 minutes looking at them. Uh, you'll find yourself doing a lot of these types of things yourself because you'll see that they're really easy. Now, a word of caution, as I have to. Leave anything mechanical like heating or cooling or electrical to professionals unless you're 100% comfortable and knowledgeable about them. Now, I'm going to warn you not to do anything like this at home. But with the right amount of education, tools, and remembering safety first among every, amongst everything else, you usually can do it. Now, I'd also recommend against climbing on your roof as well while we're here. Um, pretty much if anything has a high possibility of death. Probably better to let a professional tackle it. But really, what I'm getting at here is the low-hanging fruit: cleaning things, like cleaning things, replacing things that typically need replacing on a regular basis, like air filters, water filters, the like. It doesn't cost big money, and you know, at the same time, take note of anything that's worn out or you might need to replace while you're cleaning. You know, if you can fix it, great. If not, Consider budgeting out a replacement ahead of schedule. From experience, I can tell you having to replace something at the wrong time of the year, like a heating system in the winter, or just not having the money, well, that just sucks. (laughs) It does. And speaking of heating and cooling, really, really good thing. I wish somebody had told me. Always know the company that installed your heating system. Or have a relationship with a company that can work on your system. And have them do an annual maintenance, at the very least. And do this in the spring or fall, when they're not busy, or the weather isn't too extreme. You'll thank me for it. Trust me. Okay, cleaning. We've finally made it. It's time to clean. So now that you've been dragging all these things around the house, your shop vac is gone here, and you've changed out filters, and there's dust and dirt everywhere... Everything's been made a mess. You finally get rid of that dirt once and for all. And so I've learned a few things that have made cleaning really easy for me. And I'm going to share these with you <laughs> because I think they're important. Number one, the people factor. Now, if everyone is helping you clean in the house, everything's going to go a whole lot faster. Things will get done. they will get done quickly. But if it's just you doing the cleaning, it's going to make a whole lot of things slower. Now I've got various thoughts on all that, but suffice it to say either everyone is cleaning or just one person is cleaning. And if it's just one, the best thing you can do is sense everyone somewhere else. Or if you aren't the one being doing the cleaning, at the very least you can be a supportive and get yourself and everybody else out of the house and go do something and let them clean. Now, me personally, I prefer to clean by myself. I'll crank up the music. Hair metal is my preferred music for doing this. I'll get a bunch of great smelling cleaning products, and I rock out and get my clean on. I do it my way without questions or interruptions. I'm in the zone. I get it done. There's a freedom there. It's amazing. And speaking of smells, number two, smells really make a difference. We all like good smelling things. Me personally, I like things that smell like fruits or pies. Definitely foods that remind me of something really, uh, really good. Now, recently being in Hawaii, I really like plumeria. <laughs> I don't know if I even heard that word before going to Hawaii. But um, these are all some really great, positive olfactory senses that I, or sensations that I kind of associate with, with things being clean. Now, it may be odd that I buy more scented candles or frou-frou cleaning things than my wife, but hey, I own it. Uh, I'm with it. Um, My other favorite smell is bleach. Some people may say that's bad for you, and bleach works wonders on some things, and it's a chemical, and, you know, pros and cons everywhere. Now, I'm not going to say that I should use it or shouldn't use it, but from my perspective, I probably wouldn't do the cleaning things I would do if I didn't have it. And so for me, I do what it takes to win, sensibly if I can, and if I can afford it. So for you, find what works for you. I love the smell of bleach sheets with fabric softer. I'm not ashamed to say it either. So number three. <laughs> Oh number 3. Number number 3. Oh my god, number 3. Get naked. Yep. You got to get naked. Or maybe somewhere close to it. So I hate cleaning with clothes on. <laughs> I'll have a black shirt on and you know, it's it it might not be a new shirt, but I'd like it. Um, I wouldn't have it if I didn't like it and Bend over a counter and I've got bleach stains on my clothes. um, Or just make a mess of what I'm wearing. Now, I I typically don't get 100% naked. um, But uh, it's usually shorts and flip-flops. And I feel like if I can jump in a shower and wash off quickly, hey, that's good. Um, But I'll tell you something. There is something to it about being naked and cleaning. It's pretty liberating. Now, I couldn't put my finger on it, but there's definitely something to it. I hear people talk about this all the time. But I'll say this I'll offer this piece of wisdom. If you're comfortable doing something, you're probably going to have more fun doing it. And you'll probably do it for better and longer. What's more comfortable than your skin? I probably said a few things here that sound like sexual innuendo. Anyway, moving on. Number four stay with the new. Now, I've got a Roomba, and honestly, I'm just not a fan. Having kids in the house, they leave stuff all over the floor. Um, I feel like I'm picking up after the Roomba or helping it more often than not. Um, I'm just not sold on it. it. It doesn't seem like it's that big a convenience for what it does. Now, if I didn't have kids... You know, it was kind of a big neat freak. I would say, yeah, it would make more sense. But it's hard to say. I mean, I've got one. Sometimes it does an okay job. Like I said, just not a big fan. But what I am a fan of is the Swiffer products. Especially the Swiffer wet jet. (laughs) Or the Swiffer mopper, as I call it. Now, growing up, I was... My idea of mopping the floor is bringing out the the big mop bucket and the mop and going to town and uh it, having pets and kids that seems pretty unsanitary um like completely like like to me like if you were going to clean up urine from a pet um i would need a new mop my wife doesn't think that way <laughs> Good thing she doesn't listen to my podcast, <laughs> but, um, or, you know, somehow or another, that mop head gets sanitized completely. It just doesn't seem like a, a great thing to do. Now, this is where the wet jet is different. So it has removable pads and you've got a, uh, a jug of cleaning liquid that it sprays out in front of it in a little pattern. And it's It's amazing does a great job cleaning things, not everything, uh, but typical everyday mop jobs, it's amazing. And you can pull off that pad and put a new one on there. It's super easy to use. Um, As far as a new thing out there, it really is amazing. It's changing the world for me. So I say try one for yourself, see what you think. But me, I think it's one of the best cleaning things out there, especially for something new. Out of the ordinary. Now, speaking of new, um, there's other great little cleaning chemical type things and apparatuses out there. But another one of my favorites is this. uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's like an almond smelling um, kitchen wood conditioner cleaner type thing. It's aerosol. And so my dining room table has nobody uses coasters except for me. Sometimes I forget, but I try to. Um, I've got, um, oh, I forget what they're called trevays or whatever. We put hot pots on there and that type of stuff. Nobody wants to use those either. So we keep having these heat marks and water marks or whatever, and it's painful. You just can't keep the table looking good. So I've got the spray and I'll spray and clean it and it'll help restore and pull some of those stains out. Not hundred percent, but it does really, really well, and it works better than like Murphy Oil Soap or some of these other cleaning things, which Murphy Oil Soap is a really good wood cleaning conditioning product. Um, but don't be afraid to try some of these things. You know, look at something and be like, hey, maybe that'll work. I'll give it a shot. Um, it's it's certainly worth looking at in the world of cleaning. Um, I think I was talking to somebody today about... Um, education and how technology uh, and education and technology is kind of like backwards thinking because technology changes so much, but like the world of music doesn't. And I was inclined to agree. And part of me was like, well, there are a bunch of new advances in music, probably not major ones, but there's certainly things that make things uh, a little bit easier, like tuning, Tuning precision has gotten way easier and better. I think it's a it's a it's a blessing. But moral of the story is you know there's innovations everywhere, even in the cleaning realm. So keep an open mind. Um, but I, I number five, <laughs> not even gonna cookie cookie coat it, sugar coat it, whatever the saying is. Do a deep clean. Now I'm saying clean like you'll never clean again. Really? I'm going to go there. Because in all reality, if you're like me, it's highly unlikely that you're probably going to clean this deep again. (laughs) Or at least until next year. So you might as well do a bang up job of it. And from my perspective, I feel like I'm a train when I clean. I'm slow to start. But once I get going, it's hard to stop. I figure since I'm in the zone and I'm getting dirty... Well, hell, let's stay dirty until I'm done. And I'll clean myself last. I mean, because I really hate getting dirty. But what I hate worse than that is getting dirty, cleaning up, getting dirty, cleaning up, and doing that over and over again multiple times in the day. It's kind of like eating chicken wings. You know, Sure, you can try to wipe your mouth every time you take a bite, but it's fighting a losing battle. If you're eating with your besties or your family and don't care, just keep on eating. Only wipe your face if it's dripping or it's you're done. Now, if you're out in public, that's a different story. Wipe your face. <laughs> um, but anyway, you know, if you're going to deep clean like you've never done before, I mean, pull out all the stops. I'm talking about break out the step stools, the ladders. Get up on high. Get down on low. Clean up where the dirt doth go. Have all your gear ready to go. Paper towels. The starting lineup of cleaners. Scrub brushes, cleaning wipes, dusters, brooms, wet jets. And again, it's not that you have to do it all in one day or one weekend. You Work in your comfort zone. If you need to take a break, take a break. You're the boss. I will say, beware of the couch lock. You might not be able to make it back after it's all said and done with. And that's why I like to tackle room at a time. You can even do a room over a weekend or a month or, you know, do one, one room a weekend for a couple months. You'll get there. You know, it's your place. You're the boss. You live in it. Make it great. Now, probably the last thing that I like to do at this point in time is talk about upgrades. Um, you know, take some time in a budget and kind of look at what can you do this year to make your living space a little bit better. Maybe this year it's a good year for a new fridge. Maybe a new washer and dryer or something along those lines. Or maybe it's something small like changing light bulbs. Now, personally I kind of think of these as either falling into the maintenance category or upgrades. Um simply because you've got smart lights. You know, I love these because it helps stave off those winter blues that we kind of have. Um I usually get like the colored lights, the ability to do colored in a smart light with a high lumen count. And so a high lumen count is the brighter it is. And so I, I don't like the, the cheap smart lights that won't pump out a lot of light. Cause honestly, nobody wants to go into a dark house during long winters. Um, you know, bright lights will go a long way to helping maintain your sanity and health. And for me, I didn't grow up in, northern climates i mean i grew up in sunny florida um <laughs> i kind of found found out the hard way that your body needs sunlight you know it needs vitamin d um and it has to create that via sunlight believe it or not it creates it from cholesterol something i learned today um i also learned that there's an illness that folks get is it's called sad seasonal affective disorder and some of those symptoms can include fatigue depression hopelessness, and social withdrawal. It's a very real thing. Nothing to laugh about. Honestly, I think a lot of us probably have this. Hell, I think maybe even at one point, I had this whenever I lived in uh, in Florida. But that's a different story. But anyway, going back to upgrades, um, for me, I'm planning on making our bedroom bathroom a bit more friendly and convenient. So we need some areas for towels. Clean folded towels, maybe even some shelves and some storage options for shampoos and soap and other related storage. Now, I did a deep clean on my shower, and that was nice. I enjoyed it, but I realized I had too many things in the shower. So part of me is like, I don't want to necessarily throw these away, or I don't want to hide them underneath the sink where I'll probably forget about them and I might as well just throw them away. But why not have them somewhere else in the bathroom where if I need one, I'll be able to see it and, and go grab it kind of like a shopping shelf in miniature. So we're, we're planning on doing that. Um, another very easy DIY project is installing a new toilet. Um, the toilet we have just doesn't flush as well as it should. (laughs) Um, we actually, at our old house, we actually installed a, a new toilet. It was interesting because I saw that it, you could flush a, a, a small pail of golf balls <laughs> down it. And um, niceties aside, that's really what, kind of what you're looking for. And so it was great. We didn't, I don't think we had any kind of flushing issues <laughs> with that toilet. Maybe once. I think Conan might have thrown something horrible in there. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, you know, living in Alaska, changing out of toilet during the wintertime, it's a big deal. You know, ice and snow and slippering, and trying to get this heavy thing inside. Um, and then, you know, you're too busy in the summertime because you want to go out there and get all that sunlight and wildlife. You want to make the the most of the sun while it's shining. Um, to me, I see springtime as the perfect time to do this. Um, and I think probably for you too, it'll probably be. Um, so some other thoughts on spring cleaning, um, things that we do. Um, I think you need to take time to celebrate. So once you get done with with doing that, um, celebrate. Now, if it's just you, treat yourself to something awesome for a job well done. Yeah, me personally, I love coming home to a clean house. After being away for a few days. It's kind of like being on vacation. It's like, oh. like I'm, I'm in this hotel room. Everything's nice and clean and put away. I kind of feel like that's what I want when I come home. So maybe consider taking a vacation. Or an overnight road trip. I think it'd be awesome. Now if you've got a family. Like I do. Um, celebrate with everybody. We all kind of did a good job. Uh, maybe take your buddy out to a special dinner, Other great thing, you don't have to do dishes or maybe plan a trip. Now, if they were helping or if it was mostly just you, it's still good to include them in the success. A lot of times we may not understand how we present ourselves to others when we're busy. A lot of times I come across as Mr. Business <laughs> and it's not something I, I really like, um, I always kind of hated being around my parents when they're busy. They, they had that same kind of look and feel to them and always kind of made me feel weird. So whatever you, your family helps you with, it's something to be thankful for. And so include them if you want in with your cleaning, but either way, whether they help you or not, thank them, thank them, you know, it's your family, love and respect them. And if I've said anything in, really important today in this podcast. I hope you walk away from it with this. It's your family love and respect them. There's, there's the writing in red. If, uh, if you're thinking about the new Testament, but yeah, love and respect them. And I'd like to think that they've returned in kind for you. I think it's pretty awesome. But anyway, I hope that this is uh, giving you some ideas on how you can incorporate and develop your own spring cleaning ritual. I like to think of things like this as being something that you can start these traditions and rituals within your own family and with yourself. Um, I always feel a lot better for doing these types of things, um, especially spring cleaning. Because it really makes the living space in our house feel better fresher and more alive if you want to talk about mr business you're getting an roi you're going to return on investment in your property either way you you slice the wisdom here um having a really good positive vibe about it will influence you and by effect your family and even those you work with so positivity is contagious you know, and your living area is going to look great. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode of You're Not My Father. Be sure to subscribe to us so you can get your daily dose. Daily? What? <laughs> I don't have that kind of time. Your weekly dose of You're Not My Father. Um, as always, we're available on some amazing platforms for podcasts. We're available on Apple. Apple. Google, Spotify, Anchor, um, Overcast is another new one. Um, I'd like to think that from what I've seen that there's a lot of Overcast listeners. And thank you to them and everybody that listens. Um, I'm especially happy that you guys have found us. Um, If you found this podcast useful, please spread the word on your social media. Tell your friends, pets, and anybody else listening. Listen. Listen. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash YNMF show. We're also on Instagram now at YNMF show and Twitter on my own personal Twitter account, which is that T green man. So that T Thomas green man, uh, all one word at Twitter. Um, So we're doing some cool stuff. Um, And trust me, it does involve some cats so you can see some of our uh, family member cats doing crazy, weird things. And then also Conan doing some weird things. And so that's it for us at You're Not My Father. Remember, if you're a fan of us, then we're a fan of you. Take it easy. Stay positive, And remember, good vibes only.